0: I'm a covenant man I'm a covenant man Living in the riches of my Lord and King I'm a covenant man I'm a covenant man Committed to Him in everything I do believe you Hello everybody And welcome to today's broadcast Glory to God Thank you for tuning in today We're going to have a rich time in the Word Let's have a word of prayer Father we thank you And praise you I thank you for every person tuning in to this broadcast today. I praise you for them. I pray the blessing of the Lord manifested in their lives today in fullness. Fullness of the manifestation of the blessing. I pray not 30-fold, not 60-fold, but a 100-fold return. On every seed that they have sown. I thank you for teaching us today how to increase the yield of our harvest and how to maximize the manifestation of the blessing in our lives. I'm asking you, sir, to teach through me, to speak through my lips, and I'm asking you that the people hear it accurately. Receive it and put it to use in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Oh, we're going to have a good time today. I want to talk to you a little bit about what we covered in the last message. If you'll remember, we talked about bearing much fruit and our... Our golden text, our foundation scripture, was in John 15. So let's go back over, grab your Bibles, and turn open to to John chapter 15. And let's read through this. John 15, beginning in verse 1, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that it may oh, that it may bring more fruit. We talked about this last time. how many times it talks about bringing forth more fruit. Now, you are clean through the word. "...which I have spoken unto you." Well, you could stop there and camp for a week, couldn't you? Clean through the word. The spoken word. Alright, here we go. i got to keep going here. "...abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches." He that abideth in me and I in him, the same, bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide in me, uh, he is, excuse me, I apologize. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. You notice that that says men gather them and cast them into the fire, not God. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples." As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you, continue you in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things have I spoken unto you, that your joy might be, remain in you, and that your joy might be Full. Let's go on down For the sake of time We read through the, all these scriptures last time But let's go on down to um, to 16 You have not chosen me But I have chosen you And ordained you That you should Glory to God That you should go And bring forth fruit but not only that and that your fruit should remain glory to God that's our foundation text both for the last message and for today's message and I want to get into the word today but I want to review a couple things first remember we taught last time that the purpose of John fifteen, as we discussed and as we just read, was bearing much fruit. Over and over and over again he talks about bearing fruit, bearing much fruit, bearing more fruit. How do you bear more fruit? You know, we and, and so this is the this is the principle that he's teaching on in this passage. And then also last time. Uh, we talked about the blessing. You know, what's another what's another way to say bearing fruit? Well, bearing harvest, producing harvest. Um, the the blessing as it was outlined in Genesis one when God created man one twenty eight. Um, he said he blessed man, saying, "Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over it." So. The very first word of the blessing is "be fruitful." So that's what we're talking about here: is the manifestation of the blessing in your lives, and how to produce a higher level of manifestation. How do you produce more fruit of the blessing in your life? And then we went back and we talked about Mark four, the sower soweth with the word. These are the days that fall on the various types of soil, and we talked about that. We even talked about how Jesus expanded on that and expounded on that here in John fifteen, as he addressed the withered seed, and he and he addressed about, I have spoken these things that you be not offended, and offense is what withers the seed that was sown. So we made that correlation, and then particularly in Mark four twenty, where he talks about, and this is that which was sown in good ground, such as produced fruit. So here we are talking about the fruit, okay? Now John fifteen, we we discussed this, to where Mark 4.20 is in John 15 territory, okay, because John 15 is talking about the fruits already in existence. Now, how do you bear more fruit, all right? So, now we're into Mark 4.20 talking about the good ground bears fruit. Some of it is 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some is 100-fold. So, now we're going to John 15 where it talks about how you bear more fruit? How do you increase the yield of your harvest? How do you go from that 30-fold to the 60-fold and on up to the hundred-fold? That's what John 15 is dealing with. And so we discussed all of those issues. So this, this time, I want to get down into the meat of how do you produce more fruit until it becomes much fruit? The hundredfold. How do you actually do that? Well, in order to look at that, let's go back to John 15 and we're going to look more closely at uh, verses 4 through, mm, let's see, through 8. But particularly, particularly verses uh, 4, 5, and 6. Abide. Now, that word abide means to stay. In a given place to continue, to live, to remain, to stand. I think it's interesting that part of the definition, the Greek definition of that word abide is to remain in a given place. This place in Jesus is something that we are given. We can't earn it. We don't do anything to deserve it. We just receive the free gift of salvation. It's a given place that we are to remain. So abide in me. Verse 4. And I in you, as the branch, cannot... All right. It doesn't say it will not. It says it cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide. It remains in a given place. It remains and abides in the vine. You know that branch didn't do anything to earn the place that it has connected to the vine. Well, neither did you. But you're in the vine anyway. Stay in that given place. Accept it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me... You can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. You must abide in Jesus. It says it right there. The same bringeth forth much fruit. Now we have the key, my brother and sister. He literally gave us the key to the vault right there. Remain in your given place in Jesus. And you will bear much fruit. But it's a decision. It's it's to abide. It's to live there. It's to remain in Jesus your place i want to look what we're talking about here is a concept known as total immersion total immersion in jesus himself absolutely totally saturated and immersed in jesus i want to take a little bit of time and look through some scriptures And see some more things that the Word is saying about this. Turn over a couple chapters to John chapter 17. Just a couple pages to the right. And look at John chapter 23, I mean, excuse me, John chapter 17 and uh, verse 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. That they all may be one, as Thou, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that Thou hast sent me, and the glory which Thou gavest me have I given them, that they may be one. Even as we are one, I in them and thou in me, that they may be one perfect, that they may be made perfect in one, that thou, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Did you get that? I in you. You in me. Them in us. It's totally abiding in the Father. Abiding in Jesus. Them abiding in us. It's abiding. It's living. Totally immersed. Totally immersed. Now go on over with me to 1 John. We've been looking in the Gospel of John. Let's go over to 1 John and look at a couple things. There's going to be some familiar sounding verbiage in uh, in 1 John here. And let's start off in 1 John. Let's see. Let's start off in chapter 2. 1 John 2. And... Let's start in verse 5. But whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought also so to walk even as he walked. So here we're talking about abiding in him him he this says he abides in him so here we see again the principle of abiding in the vine abiding living in Jesus now let's look on over to chapter 3 of first John chapter 3 and we'll go down to verse 21 first John 3. Verse 21, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment, that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave commandment. And He that keepeth His commandments dwelleth Liveth, abideth in him, and he in him, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he has given us. Here we've got it again, the principle abiding, living, moving, oh glory to God again, first John chapter four, verse twelve. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit glory. To God. Keep reading. And we have seen and testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love of That God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love. Dwelleth in God. And God in him. Go to the next chapter. 1 John 5. Verse 13. These things have I written unto you. That believe on the name of the Son of God. That you may know. That you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the son of god and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears (laughs) glory to god that he hears us whatsoever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. If any man see his brother sin a sin, which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin. Now go on down. I want to point out one more verse down here in 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an (laughs) has given us An understanding. Now, an understanding. Now this gets into the renewing of the mind. We're going to talk about that more later. I've talked about it in the past. Anyway, I'm getting fired up here. Giving us an understanding that we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him that is true. Turn with me to the book of Acts. I want to I want to I want to put this in a way Paul says it in Acts chapter 17 totally abiding in Jesus total immersion saturated with in Jesus in him with him him in us him on us it's just absolutely total total and complete immersion and saturation with Jesus. Paul says over here in Acts chapter 17, Acts chapter 17, verse 28, For in Him we live and move and have our being. My brother and sister, it doesn't get any clearer than that. Total immersion. This is what we're talking about. This is what increases the yield of the harvest, increases the manifestation of the blessing, so that you bear more fruit and more fruit and more fruit until it becomes much fruit. Absolute total immersion in Jesus. The vine. Staying connected to the vine because the branch cannot produce fruit without being connected to the vine. I want you, I'm going to give you a homework assignment here, all right? And we're running out of time. We're going to draw this to a close here, okay? (laughs) This is going to take you a while, all right? But it is so well worth it. There are 204 times in the New Testament where in Christ, in Him, in whom, by Christ, and and the the variations of that, 204 times in the New Testament is that used and referenced, and every single one of them applies to you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Well turn over there. Turn over there real quick. I want you to put your eyes on this, brother. Woo! Mercy. So you just gotta read these things. And you gotta read them out loud. They'll go inside you better. And you retain them better. Alright. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any man That's woman too. any, any, Any member of mankind is what he's talking about here. If any man, okay? Not just the ones that act right. Not just, okay? Any man, if any man be in Christ, in the vine, he is a new creature. All things, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You have to be in the vine, in Jesus, totally saturated in the new creature that you have been made. You need to go through and find every one of those 204 uh, scripture references because if you're in Christ... They apply to you. And they teach you and guide you. And every one of them is teaching you how to operate in Christ. How to live. How to abide. How to be totally immersed in Christ. To produce an increase of yield. The increase in the manifestation of the blessing in your life. Glory to God. You've got to get into it and let it get into you. I mean, you can just flip over. Just... I open my Bible to Colossians, the first chapter, and right there I just you know I just opened it up, and I'm looking here at Colossians chapter one. Which when my page when when my uh, Bible is opened to to Colossians chapter one, then you know you get a little bit of uh, Philippians, you get a little bit of the last part of Philippians, and you get the first first little bit of of Colossians and I just counted I just opened it up and counted seven times on these two pages is it referenced in him in whom in Christ and every one of them applies to me listen to this in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge you got to find out. You got to you got to get in here and dig around. Find out what's in there. Find out what's in Christ. Find out what's in Jesus because that's what you live in. That's what you move in. That's what you have your being in. Yeah, it takes work. Yeah, it takes effort. Nothing nobody n- nobody experiences total immersion without without it taking effort. Now, I want to take oh man, just a couple minutes real quick and I want to I want to Show you because you know I've heard so many people. Well, I can't just, I can't spend all the time just studying the Bible. I can't study. You know, what does this look like in the real life? I mean, what does it look like? Go back to John fifteen. Go back to John fifteen, real quick. We talked about this a little bit previously, but I want to point this out. You know, in verse in verse four it says, "Abide in me, and I in you." Okay, skip on down. If if you abide in me and my words abide in you okay skip on down if you keep me keep my commandments you shall abide in my love even as i have kept my father's commandments and i abide in his love so now we're talking about abiding in jesus then we're talking about abiding in his words then we're talking about abiding in his love which is it yes <laughs> yes it's all three. He's not saying different things. He's restating the same thing three different ways. You have to allow the Bible to explain and interpret itself. John chapter 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 1 John chapter 4, God is love. So you can literally use those words interchangeably as Jesus just did here in John chapter 15. God, Jesus, love, the Word, they're all the same. They're all the same. You can change them. You can interchange them because they're all the same. They're not like each other. They are each other. Jesus is the Word manifested in the flesh. Amen? Amen. So, Abide in the Word. Let the Word abide in you. Abide in love. Let the love abide in you. And I've heard people make the statement, Well, I can't just sit around studying the Word 24-7. i got to go to work. i got to go to school. I've got family obligations. So what does this look like in the real world? Well, let me explain it to you this way. I've had the, the, the immense honor of of knowing several, not a lot, but several World-class athletes, Olympic gold medal level athletes, uh, Super Bowl level athletes, okay? This is not, this. not everybody does this. Not everybody works this hard. As a matter of fact, I did a little research. In 2016, talking about the Olympic Games and Olympic medals, there were 306 Olympic gold medals available period there was there are 7.3 billion people on the planet that's one gold medal for every 23,856,209 people but every single elite gold medal caliber athlete that i have had the privilege of knowing and those that I have researched. If you interview the people around them, teachers, coaches, parents, grandparents, friends, at some point they will almost always say the same thing. I don't care what that kid was doing. He was thinking about football. he was thinking about gymnastics. He was he would eat it, he would sleep it, he would breathe it, he would dream it. That is total immersion. And that's what champions do. Yeah, they have to go to school, but the whole time they're sitting there studying that schoolwork, they're thinking in the back of their mind about being out there on the field playing football. And they're doing the schoolwork because it enables them to do the football. What drives their passion? They have to be able to do this so that they can do what they're passionate about. Well... You know the word actually says, "Let him that stole still no more, but let him work with his hands that which is good that he may have to give. He's working to give, he's working to bless humanity it drives his it enables his passion. that's what champions do. that's what total immersion looks like. yeah, you go to work and you work as unto the Lord, and you work diligently and all the time." You're studying, you're, you're, you're meditating the word, you're muttering the word to yourself. You're thinking about the scriptures and what you prayed before you went to work that morning, and it builds, and it builds, and it builds, and you meditate on it day and night. Joshua, and then you shall have good success. Your fruit will increase, the yield of the, of the blessing increases in your life, and we are completely out of time and probably a little over time. Glory to God. Go back over this today. He gave us the keys to the vault today to spread this gospel all over the planet. Glory to God. Ah, Hallelujah. (laughs) I tell you what. mm, It's going to get gooder and gooder even next time because the Lord already talked to me about what the next uh, broadcast is going to be about. I'm glad you enjoyed today. Get in the Word. Study those 204 references and let the Word get in you and get totally immersed in the Word and in Jesus. And while you're doing it, remember that God loves you, I love you, and Jesus is Lord.